This is a HeadGum Podcast. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, Hoflix! It's me, Jasper William Cartwright, and I am joined today by... Olivia Kennedy, hi, but you can call me Liv, who is still rattled by her attempt to do a Hello Halflings last time. And it's just so... My favorite thing in the world. It's just, you know, just listening to you, you, it feels like home, Jasper, you you know? You aggressed your mic. (laughs) That that was... Your mic Uh (laughs) has a claim for GBH, honestly. Yeah, honestly. Like, the mic was like, whoa! Whoa! What does that? Who do you I think my mic's, my mic's adjusted? My <laughs> mic's adjusted. Please, Jeremy, go like go live. Listen to this. Just Liv, do you want to try and redeem it right now and just last... do your own? Yeah, yeah. Do drop right. one right now. Drop All right, I'll try. Right. I'll try. See how high you can is go. already upset. But I'll, I'm gonna Let's go. Oh my god! This is the wrong dungeon and the wrong dragon. <laughs> Full prince vibe. Woof. <laughs> Makes them even more black. Cake glitches and bitches. It lands in the cusp of a teaspoon. Oh, no. On a nat 20. No. You think this is just a game? That's disgusting and I love it. Yeah. We're about to get into something real big now. Hello. No, let's do it every time. That went really high. You could have followed through I'm with that. Thing. But you I'm get this thing, you get, you get lured in. You get lured in. And this happens to me all the time. You get lured yeah. in. As you're going yeah. up, you have to know when to stop. No, exactly. You have to know when you feel confident stopping. I go Otherwise, from zero to like a hundred immediately and there's no yep. there's no rise. Yeah, you, you just know? gotta you yep. gotta pace it out. What if I just what if I just what if I just Hello What if I just I don't even do the rise? Just start I just, there. Just, just screech. start there. Yeah, yeah, yeah just yeah, screech yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. Going forward, that is what I will do. I think it'll be good. Yeah. And Jeremy Cobb, <laughs> but Freen calls me Jeremy Robocob. Mm. Hey, very good, Robocob. Hell yeah! Very good. Thank I'm you, kind Freen. of imagining like the corn cuties, but like just hmm. robotic now. Oh that's yeah, the, I could see that. Yeah, that's the visual. Oh, I, I was thinking that's more of like a very corny, like a very corny version of Robocop. Mm. Robocop's not already very corny. No, Have but you made seen out corn. He'd be popping, right? No, but in my head is like no. Just Robocop's saying, amazing. Like, cheesy one. <laughs> Robocop's a great movie. Like that. It's by Paul Verhoeven. Oh. It's one of his like trilogy or so of like classic sci-fi movies, along with Total Recall and Starship Troopers. Okay, so context here. It's kind of been ruined semi because there is a uh, an advert for First Direct, which is like a insurance company, which mm. has Robocop in it. Uh, that oh. came out like a year ago. I haven't seen that in ages. What? It, I was like, oh, okay. So I guess that movie sucked. Like, <laughs> no, it just it's seemed really super good. cheesy. Well, 
Well, I I think uh, you know. Well, Robocop sold out uh, and was on an insurance ad, so you know that's why in my head that movie is. Cool <laughs> uh, that well. is, yeah, I mean, if you see the movie, that is pretty ironic. Uh, that that Robocop is now being used in like ads for products. <laughs> Robocop like that. watch along is needed. I've always been interested sure. as to who gets the money. You know what I mean? When they like sell, like yeah, you can use Robocop mm. in your ad. Like who gets the money for that? I've it's whoever been. owns the rights. Universal. Ooh. What did we yeah, all just get, say? Yeah, I heard nothing. You said <laughs> it goes back to Universal. I said it's whoever owns the rights, uh, which in your, right. you may be correct is just Universal. I'm guessing there are like multiple people within the company, though, that have or, or possibly who were within, involved with the production who would get mm. money for this. Like, I think Ooh. it's the producers, um, because I know that yep. whenever Seinfeld I know whenever Seinfeld gets sold, Jerry Seinfeld gets a bunch of money. And I think Larry oh. David also. Like, they've been uh-huh. living off of that show for ever since it was made. Uh, uh, it's MGM. Oh, okay. Oh, MGM okay. gets the money. Yeah. I would hope uh, yeah, Paul Verhoeven gets some of the money for that. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. Especially considering it's potentially tarnishing his work. Mm. <laughs> like, Not for those who have rough. seen it. Well, yeah, exactly. Not for those who have seen it, but for those who haven't seen it, they're like, those oh, who okay, aren't I guess uncultured I swine like myself and Jasper. <laughs> yeah. We hey, we look, never did I, start my, the the segment. My handle, we never started the swine, segment where Jasper so. had to watch all the classic mm-hmm. films. But I feel yeah, like we really we need to revisit that because that's something really that we should. could easily do, and we should do. Yeah, I don't know why we, we have do. not done it. Yeah, have you seen well, Total Recall th- or Starship Troopers? Yes. Okay. Yes, I've seen Total Recall, and I do think yeah. it's a, uh, that's a great movie. Yeah, absolutely. It's I haven't fantastic. seen Starship Troopers though. Um, though I know I will affest, confess to knowing more about Starship Troopers than I did about RoboCop until now. Uh, mm. So that's good. Yeah. Um, well, I think that's definitely something we can do. Uh, maybe in with our little Patreon checkup, which we're uh, in the midst mm. of planning. I'm thinking yeah. maybe some some little reaction uh, vids or something might be a fun Would little thing to do. Yeah. But that's not what we're doing today. What are we doing, Jasper? What we're doing today is we're going to answer some of your questions. Now, if you're thinking, wait a second, how do we, what the, how do, how do I submit questions? Well, it's very simple. Join the Discord. Mm -hmm. There's a whole thing in there, a whole uh, little thing that says, ask the halflings. You can pop a question in there and maybe we'll get around to answering them. Uh, we do generally tend to get through about two questions per episode <laughs> because we're thorough. Okay, uh-huh. so don't there us. one word for it. We're yeah. thorough. Okay, <laughs> and we get sidetracked a lot. Uh, but we have a new system in place where we're going to put a tick mark by the yes. questions that we've answered, so we remember for next time. Uh, so <laughs> sometimes we are listening to in this, the Discord. Sometimes we do, that and sometimes well, we do so. answer for the Discord exactly as well. Uh, so if you're uh, listening to this and you're like, "Hey, they super skipped my question." Please feel free to just re-put it in there, uh, and uh, we'll we'll definitely get around to it uh, in help. three to four working years. Um, <laughs> but uh, you can uh, go on Discord. However, we will be doing a much more uh, I don't know focused. Is that the right word to use? I don't know. Uh, we mm. did a call out for questions uh, just for our Patreon listeners, mm-hmm. and we'll be doing a specific Q and A uh, exclusively for the patrons, like an extended cut, if you will, of this episode. <gasps> Uh, and we'll be answering those questions that have been put in today. So fresh questions, oh, juicy uh, questions. So if you wanna, if you wanna have like 
priority on the question uh, on asking us questions then you can hop over to the patreon uh and i think we'll probably just keep this as a format whenever we do a q a episode from now on mm-hmm. we'll do a specific patreon q a uh and we will make sure to get through uh all of those uh patreon mm-hmm. questions uh because yeah. i will make us i will make us do speed rounds if we must but we will answer those questions because the good people on patreon which is patreon.com forward slash tv halflings have demanded it mm-hmm. anyway without any further ado our first question uh, comes from Brett Secutioner. Yeah. Uh, Brett Secutioner over on the Discord. And uh, it, the, the, the question is, uh, which power-gamed character do you feel most guilty about making and why, with the follow-up question, mm-hmm. after all the modifiers were applied, what's the lowest number you've ever rolled on a D20? Um... <clears throat> Whoever feels like I have an answer teed up, but if anyone wants to jump in, go for Mine it. Mine is fairly sure, I think. Go for it. Because it's like, uh, you know, you would expect this. Uh, my Motoyaga power game character is my my bard that I talk about regularly, um, who obviously had, you know, she had like a plus five modifier to her charisma, and then she, super high proficiency at that point. And also a, not a stone of good luck, a stone of immense luck. Um, which was something that I I don't know if it's it's a thing that is actually in the in in D and D, but my, I'm not sure if my DM might be that. Edition. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. So you basically just get a plus two instead of a plus one to everything you roll. Whoa. Um, Whoa. Yeah. Which honestly, like considering my rolls, it just balanced me out. Yeah. It just that's all it was. <laughs> Brings you, know, you back up to average. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It just, it just balanced you all out. Just a leveler, honestly. Yeah. I yeah. feel like it's like like Liv should be playing with like golf rules where you have like the handicap. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you yeah. start like mm-hmm. you should start like all of your rolls should be at a level just a plus two. Yeah. Just as a minimum for no, exactly. every character. <laughs> I should always play a bar and always get jack of all trades. So that's literally. Yeah always it um but uh yeah i think when i like rolled like persuasion and stuff it was like at least like a plus 12 mm. um Woo! at what level yeah yeah uh that, that was i think she's like only like level seven. Oh wow yeah, yeah that's really good yeah yeah, that's, that's pretty, pretty good. good. No, and then also, yeah, and then also it was like the plus two on top of that. So I guess it was like plus 14. Oh, yeah. It plus was like 14 a- is very high for, especially yeah. for an eloquence bard mm-hmm. at that level. Like you get there yeah. later, but yeah, that's wow. Oh, yeah. That's so she wasn't even so an eloquence she was, bard. She was, at that point. she was glamour. She wasn't even eloquence. So. Oh, oh, wow. oh, okay. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's extreme. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. So that, so I, that, that felt bad. <laughs> But also, I, I, I recently discovered the uh, the inner workings of the Fey Wanderer uh, ro- mm. uh, Ranger subclass, mm-hmm. which just casually gets a plus three to all charisma checks. Yeah, I was like, uh, I looked at my character sheet. I was like, excuse me, yeah, <laughs> excuse, okay, excuse me, I will take that. Thank expertise. Okay, yeah. yeah does it get to add? That. Is it that it gets to add its? Uh, is it is it is it actually a plus three or is it like a modifier? It's just a straight. No, it's just straight plus three. Oh, you just get a plus three. It's yeah, it's, That's random. it's just bro. a random Does specific it, like, number for, on on all uh, on all deception. Uh, persu- so deception, persuasion. Uh, I think charisma saving throws. Like any charisma based check is gets a plus three. Does it build? Does I'm gonna look this up right now because I I'm it's with you. Good. I'm with you on everything except for the saving throws. That oh, one it might, like, it might not be on the, It might not be on the saving throws. It might not be on the saving throws. Mm. To be fair. Um, yeah, that, that, that I could be. Does it uh, build as you level up, or is it just a straight plus three always? I again, I don't know. My okay. 
my character. Uh, okay, no, it is, is okay. So otherworldly glamour uh, at third level, your fake qualities give you supernatural charm. As a result, whenever you make a charisma check, you gain a bonus to the check equal to your wisdom modifier, minimum of plus one. In addition, you gain proficiency in the following skills of your in one of the following skills of your choice: deception, performance, or persuasion. That sounds great. I, I love have that. good wisdom, so that makes sense. I didn't even know that was the case. I'm just glad I didn't dump wisdom. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, if you're a ranger, I mean, yeah, it makes sense. That's a cool. Yeah. That's a cool. Yeah, one. exactly. It makes sense. Mm. Yeah. That's ah, so there you go. Boom. But I had I have good charisma as well, so yeah. I was like, this is tidy. Mm. Uh, yeah, very it's nice. very good. Very very good. Okay. Uh, I'll jump in with mine. Uh, I've got a very quick answer, which is uh, Juan uh, Wang Botian, who I played uh, over on the Transplaner channel. Uh, shout out to Transplaner. Uh, I kind I felt bad because just like Connie uh, loves to do kind of like a rules light version of uh, of combat, and it's very like role play heavy, and it's very mm. cinematic and dramatic, and it's amazing. And then I was just out there nuking like seventy points of damage. <laughs> And Connie was just like, uh, okay, I, okay. I but Connie asked for it. Connie did ask, like, Connie mm-hmm. specifically said, like, hit me, hit me again. Stop trying to hit me and hit me. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that was the build up to me making okay. this character. So this was something that, that Connie asked for. Mm-hmm. Okay. This Jeremy, was, this was fully you, consensual, agreed upon oh, yeah, whomping. Yeah, yeah. Like agreed. Yeah, yeah. They specifically requested whomping. a whomping. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they requested a whomping, absolutely. Who yeah. doesn't want a whomping ever so often, you know? Like, mm. it's, it, it do be like that. Sometimes you just gotta be whomped. Sometimes, Sometimes you gotta be whomped. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you gotta be whomped. Uh, uh, Jeremy, do you have a... Yes. Char- I mean, most of your characters are I was gonna like- say, like, <laughs> I feel like I don't really power game that hard, but I consistently, like, on any one character, but I consistently try and make characters that are very good. I guess the, the, mo- the closest would be um, El Señor Profesor. When, uh, because mm. I, there was a move, uh, well, there were multiple items that I would just go out of my way to do that. I would, I would be like, ah, yeah, I'm trying to use some kind of an exploit here in the rules or something like that. Um, I don't, I don't think I wanted to give him any flying items, but the, the big one is, um, <laughs> back when I had DM'd for the Gimme to Loot, shout out to the Gimme to Loot guys. Um, hey. I, sh- I had DM'd for their most recent tournament of champions. Uh, mm-hmm. there was a group who was built around having a bunch of hex blades who used the wand of magic missile where you could cast up to like a level seven magic missile. And if you oh. use hex blades curse, you get like a plus to every single one of those hits equal to your oh. charisma or something oh. like that. So it becomes oh. like absurd nukes. You're hitting for like minimum of 20 something damage. Yikes! So at like level every... four, it would have been enough to completely yeah. reduce somebody else to zero hit points. Mm. Yeah, that's wild. Spicy. Like twenty on every single. How many do you get at level seven? Well, it, it, it wasn't. Like... All, it, you get a plus like three or four, depending on what your charisma was, to every single mm. uh, magic missile. And so at level, you start with I think three at level one, was, then yeah. four, five, six, seven, eight, uh, nine. Eight? Nine? Eight or nine, I think. And you're dropping 20 on each hit? Yeah. Ugh, gross. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you would be at, no, you'd be, it's, it's, it would be like one, it would be something like 94 plus, yeah, 94 plus 27 or something like that. Ugh. We're just like, oh, Ooh. that could, that could just instantly kill that everyone. That could break things. Yeah. That could break yeah. things. Not allowed. Uh, we didn't answer the second part of the question, which is Yeah, well, the, this one I was oh. going to quickly whip round and say. Yeah, I think like roles. a negative one or negative two. 
Yeah, I can't think that I've. Uh, all I will say is for an upcoming thing that I'm doing, we haven't oh. uh, we haven't played yet, but we I know one of the characters has a plus a minus either a minus three or a minus four. So Ooh. I may you be able to, be to update three. this. <laughs> I may be like uh, I think they I genuinely think they've rolled a three, and they elected to keep it. Like yeah. they rolled on their that's like a uh, minus three thing. Yeah, Ooh. so they have a minus three uh, to one of their stats, and I'm like. That's great. Oh, unless they rolled a, okay. unless they rolled a, uh, a somehow a one or a two. <laughs> well, they, they, exactly. But, but yeah, they rolled they rolled uh, four ones for their attribute, and then was like, "We're keeping it." And I was like, "Yo, I'd be like, okay. nope. <laughs> I'd be like, no." I mean, <laughs> like, today, guys, I think rude. I've only seen like one character that is like that seems really like underpowered, and oh, I think it was just strength, like you know, uh, campaign mm. three of Critical Role. Spoilers, I guess, if you haven't listened or watched. Uh, Laudner, Mauritius character, uh, had like minus, uh, minus, at least minus two to strength, maybe minus hmm. three. Yeah, like Whoa. wild stuff. But it made sense for the character, and I was like, yeah, kudos. I love that. This headgum podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. I think yeah. Kristen, yeah. Um, Kristen Appleby's from Fantasy High has like uh... a six or lower in dexterity. Yeah. Yo. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. People be out um, here. Just, yeah, just, just I'm gonna, let it happen. Yeah, let this let this uh, madness happen. I'm gonna go. Yeah, I think I think I've rolled a minus one. I'm pretty sure I've rolled a minus one before because I ha- I've had a minus two before, mm. like 
for stats yeah. previously for sure. So yeah, yeah exactly. I may definitely I I, I may so, yeah. have rolled really low on something where somebody also was like subtracting from the total. I was going to say, that's the only thing I can think where it gets worse, is if you have to, like, take a, a D4 off or something. Yeah. Um, like you've got baned or something. Yeah, or, like, a yeah, cutting words or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I was, that's what I was wondering. Yeah. Um, okay. Shall we move on? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Uh, all satisfied. Love it. Okay, I think the next one we have from Rogue Senna, uh, who uh, we all know. Good friend of the show. Uh, <laughs> we, all we all You read her actual screen name. <laughs> no, well, but you, now was... you have to. No, now you have to guess who it is. Who is it? <laughs> you tell oh, us. Well, I already who said. I already said that. I already said oh, the name. But, damn it! Uh, <laughs> I mean, that Hi, was, Joan. I was like, hey, Joan. Uh, we know. We, I knew it was Joan. Yeah. I was just like, I was, that was the that was the name that they put the Discord. So I was like, member was of the like, Halfling you know. Avengers, host of Halfling University. Uh, exactly. Yeah, Senna. I was getting there. I was I was getting there. Okay, that was their name on Discord. So that's what I went do with. You ever, right? For real though, do you what? ever like read somebody's like screen name and you know their real life name? You know their name, but you're so terrified yeah. that somehow you'll get it wrong and you're just like, uh, uh, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> it's like you know. Uh, yeah. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> How do you gauge the length of a session versus how much planning to do for it? I'm having trouble keeping my one-shots to a one-shot, especially when homebrewing. How do you figure out what your lead time is for preparing the session? Feel free to interpret this as widely as you like. Uh, Jeremy, I'll throw this one over to you first, because I feel like you're in Mm. the business of doing lots of... Mm-hmm. A just general DMing, and also I think you've had one of the more drastic journeys uh, in terms of like prep and mm-hmm. how you prep. Because I remember when we started, you were an ex- super mega extensive prepper, and I think you still are to a lot of degrees, but maybe not to the same, uh, maybe not in this, quite in the same way. So yeah, um, yeah. How do you find planning? Uh, I'm 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 taking this as like planning one shot. Like how much time do you put into one shot? versus mm-hmm. like how much time you're expecting to play for i guess mm-hmm. that's the way i'm interpreting that yeah and also like yeah i guess imagining how far you're going to get in any given session so that's going to vary uh, mainly mm. it's going to vary according to group some groups will just mow through mm. stuff much more yes, quickly sure. um so i think that's something that you get better at being able to predict by working with specific groups but i will yeah. say i think what really slows what really slows adventures down uh, or at least lengthens them are just more steps, more like mini encounters. Even yeah. if you're not getting into fights, just more steps that you have to take to get to where you need to be going. So if it's like, yeah. I want them, say their your your team arrives at a town, uh, and by the end of that, you want them to have gone down into the old well and fought the the ancient being that lives there that has had the whole town under a spell for the past year and a half um that sounds great an ancient being that that just in the last year and a half decided (laughs) to kick off uh the the you want to if you want to like i would say have like one pivotal thing one or two pivotal things one pivotal piece of information that just says hey go down into the well and then if yep. you want them into the well quickly, just have that happen really quickly or yes. have like b- have a, a bunch of stuff in there that can lead to other things like or, or rather st- that can mm. be extra steps if you need uh, to extend it. But like you can just take out and it won't really substantially change the story. It's like, well, ultimately yep. what they need is to get down to the well. 
And so we can have other mm-hmm. cool stuff that happens in between them and the well. But ultimately, it's just the well. And then once they're in the well, have it be like, you know, again, multiple things that they can do that you can just remove. And that's what I that's what I would say is like maybe two or three <laughs> key points that they need to get to. And then you come up with like multiple mini steps in between that can mm-hmm. be. Uh, removed or added back in as necessary uh but it's re- the actual t- length is going to vary according to the group uh i would say if you're trying to get something done in like two to two and a half hours you're going to want to have fewer steps just in general you just don't yeah. want to mm. have to get through a bunch of extra stuff uh in every group again is going to be different but yeah that's that's what i would sure. say uh in terms of mm-hmm. actual time spent prepping the session that's also something that will vary from person to person i can usually plan encounters pretty quickly but uh lore details and story details take a lot longer um for some worlds it's much easier for, some, for other worlds it also requires like research so i will that will add extra time onto things uh if you need to make maps that's going to add on extra time so this is again something that you are going to need to figure out for yourself but I would say, and you guys can correct me if if I'm wrong, I would say at least uh, if you're planning like throughout the week, I think it's smart to try and spend at least one hour per hour of play at first, an hour to an hour and a half per hour of play, like at first until you're sure, like what what your Mm -hmm. actual, do you get a better idea for what, how much time you actually need? Uh, ahead of time Mm -hmm. and then perhaps you eventually go down to a half hour per hour of play or something like that um i i'm perpetually nervous when it comes to like planning a session so for me i over prepare to the max i super over prepare um so that like because i i my anxiety tells me like oh, what if they want to do this and then i don't have it planned out and then blah blah blah, blah. but i know that I, I can improvise when it comes down to it so mm. it, i think it also depends on if you're good as an improviser because mm, um sure. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. like uh, I know a lot of like GMs who mainly just have story beats and then will improvise around those. Um, so I think it, it does like like Jeremy was saying, it does depend on your kind of uh, play style. But yeah. um, I find that for one shot specifically, I do tend to kind of plan out the story beats, and I don't know what it is that draws um, really good role players to to you know when I'm you know GMing, but like. I know that if I give them something that they're going to be able to run with it. And like it honestly, like if I just have a few things planned out, then they're going to be able to like, you know, expand on those themselves. Cause we're all telling the story. Um, yeah. But I, I, I don't think I've actually ever encountered like a group that needs to just like blast through things. So that, so that is some, as an area that I'm kind of like lacking in, I guess, because I, yeah, I usually yeah. It, it's pretty slow. It's pretty, pretty chill. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's nice. I uh, okay, going from one end of the spectrum to the other, I am uh I I prepare as little as humanly possible. But <laughs> this I kind of do on purpose. Uh, it, mainly I used to hate doing homework. Uh and oh, it's sure. probably just the sure. same vibe. Uh honestly, <laughs> but no, I think gen- genuinely it is for me I really don't like feeling rigid in a session. Like mm-hmm. I really struggle like reading stuff in the session. Like it, it, yeah, like, same. it freaks my brain out and I really yeah. find it hard to, if I know that I've got something written down to like be referring to it and reading off of it. And every time I've like written bits of description and, and stuff like that out, I usually find that the end product for me is worse than mm-hmm. like if I'd improvise, if I get a really clear image in my head in the moment and then just describe that. Um, 
so that's just for me my own personal thing i uh, bouncing off of what jeremy said i think having a modular approach to one shots i think is definitely the key is that like i think to echo what jeremy said three clear points is perfect but yeah. have two on the side have two side orders that you can just slide on in there if you feel like you're getting if you're like at the gates you know what i mean of your boss fight an hour in just scooch on in a little side side joint you know what i mean like oh you need a key to get in the gate do you know what i mean whereas Mm -hmm. normally you don't need a key like that kind of thing um i think is super helpful just to have in your back pocket and then the big thing for me with one shots and this is something that i've realized recently is really don't be afraid to reuse stuff that you've used before Mm. um because A, it saves you a ton of time, and also B, you've run it before, so therefore you kind of know the kinks. And I think that I've, I did this for ages, where as a DM, I was like, everything I do has to be fresh and original. And I'm like, A, that's ridiculous, because no one's heard half the stuff that I've run. Mm-hmm. And like, so therefore, it's not even like there's a trail of things that I, do you know what I mean? It's like of evidence of me reusing it. And also B, reusing stuff is great, because it means that like what I'm giving someone is like a polished version of a thing you know what i mean like i know the npcs i've spent time with them like i know the traps and the way they work i know the encounters i know how they could flavor the encounters to add a little bit more to them so genuinely reskin and reuse things you'd be so surprised how many like if you've got a cool encounter which you know really worked previously reskin it throw some snow on it put it wherever (laughs) your world is i guarantee you'll be able to make it fit Mm -hmm. and just swap out some of the monsters a little bit like Stuff like that saves you a ton of time and also I think personally I think will give your players a more polished feel uh to to like what's going on. So I, I reskin and reuse a ton of stuff. And if I don't use it earlier in a session, I'll be like, cool, I'll just put that at the end. Cause I think yeah. it's a fun bit that I think they'd enjoy doing. They skipped right past it. I'm not gonna be afraid to just move this again like again, kind of mod that modular idea, just scooch that up. Uh, and put it in a different mm-hmm. place. I think that, that really as an example of this, the uh, the the Hippino Stampede in episode one of Outlaws and Obelisks <laughs> was reused from a oh, yeah. home game that I had run, where it was a bunch of Aurochs, really? and uh, that or, that Aurochs Stampede occurred during a wedding uh, between a PC and an NPC, oh, no. and I reused that entire idea. Uh, for the D&D in a castle that I just ran where there was a big wedding hey. and then there was a stampede of rather than Aurochs or Hippinos, another creature uh, that came and it was for somewhat similar purposes but also slightly different and it was different in how it played out and I, at least one of the people who who played in that was had listened to Outlaws and Obelisks and I don't think that they ever were like well, this is yeah. the same thing because it was yeah. the circumstances yeah, 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 were really yeah. different yeah, yeah. the whole town was very different the thing that was stampeding was very different the battle was different like it was all different but it was the same basic mm. thing even yeah. so i would still be like hyped to be like oh I'm, i remember this oh my god this is great i want to do this like you know if and i also play. it's just yeah you're absolutely right Liv, because i think that like you nailed it then like the players are different like the players mm-hmm. are going to mm. tackle that so differently sure. yep. to the way that you know uh Tobo getting cooked on the back of a pino uh, <laughs> because of uh, who she who she flying flying fire spells out. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's gonna like, it's gonna go completely differently. Um, even if they have in, you know it kind of tangentially encountered this thing before. So uh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Can um, I also offer that mm, um, like when you do one shots, don't be afraid to like 
get as much information from your players as possible mm. because like if they give you mm. information about stuff they want to see and stuff they want to encounter like and stuff about their characters oh, that yeah, you could always yeah, work yeah, in yeah, sure. like that writes mm-hmm. the session itself so always yeah, 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 discuss yeah. with your players and they will give you the story honestly yeah <laughs> like yeah I, I will actually i'll throw this out i used this recently for a uh I did a corporate uh, a gig and I was playing with a mixture of people who had played before people who hadn't played before and I really wanted to like get buy-in from them very quickly for this is for these were two one shots it was basically gonna be exactly the same one shot uh but I was just running it for two different groups in that day very simply we went round at the beginning and I said uh give me the name of your character and give me they were basically all heroes that had left this town and they were coming back to this town for a specific event and I said can you give me the name of someone that you met at this in this town mm. previously uh just a name and i'd already set out like nameless npc1 nameless npc2 nameless npc3 and basically just then slotted the name in and it was like pure even even the fact that they knew the npc meant that there was so much like stuff that then happened like very organically in the session that I never planned for, yeah. which was super, super easy for me to work in because it was like, oh, I kind of know the kind of person that you're, you're playing, you're going for. I'm just going to riff off of this, play around with you and whatever. And then, you know, we, we got somewhere quite fun. So yeah. little stuff like that that you can do in one shot saves you, again, saves you time in planning uh, and sitting on fantasy name generator and also... <laughs> Uh, just will make your life uh, make it more rewarding for players. So. I feel like uh, I think I noticed recently the fantasy name generator finally has its own D and D section. I feel like it just it didn't for a long time, and now they've been like, oh, we know what you're here for. We, we know. know why you're we here. <laughs> Come over here, yes. man. What a resource. Honestly, yeah, I feel sure. like I need to. I feel like I need to do- donate or something. I need to like I give them some money because I yeah. use that. I've used that a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially in a pinch it's mostly in a pinch because a lot yeah. of the characters i'll name ahead of time but like when i'm sat there and i'm just drawing a blank <laughs> like yeah. i no, my, all i my... have to do is hit f on my keyboard and it's the first thing my first suggested <laughs> website so i'm like <laughs> doesn't matter how how ridiculous the name is either like you will go with it like exactly yep, no, this is whatever uh, they give me pl- i'm blum, like blah 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 plum blum plum blum Plumblum. <laughs> plumblum. Uh, That's the thing. Hey. I'm trying to avoid plumblum because blum plumblum's blum. always a risk. Plumblum. <laughs> plumblum. Plumblum's always there. Plumblum <laughs> is always a risk. So yeah. I'm trying to avoid that. Uh, and I'll go with whatever the fancy name generator gives me. Yes. Okay. Love it. Polarity Bear asks In honor of a fresh, fresh Brennan Lee Mulligan rant that happened From, recently. It was fresh last July. July when, oh, it, when, what yeah. I was say, which was fresh. <laughs> hey, don't. Listen, you guys, you, the people listening don't know this, okay? They don't have context. The people in the Discord they, know. Ooh. Yes, of course, but they're, it, they're with us. They, they're, they love us. They support us. Not everyone, <laughs> Eight not everyone months listens ago. Loves us like the regular us. listeners. <laughs> okay? Maybe they do. Yeah, everyone loves and supports us. It's fine. But you, you're letting the magic out. I already prefaced this by saying that we were useless and so we only normally ask three questions. We're doing good. This is our like fourth question. Oh, my God. This one's going to be quick. Someone asked two people. This one is going to be quick. Yeah. Okay. Um, what are your favorite, if any, foods to snack on whilst GMing? What and what if you're playing? Water. Yeah, I mean, I've seen that from you. I've seen that from you. Yeah, I go through yeah. huge amounts of water when DMing or GMing. Uh, I don't really eat snacks while GMing, and I very rarely eat while playing. I will eat while playing mm. for sure um yeah same 
I go through a lot of water, usually energy drinks, because I DM a lot for people in America. So it's normally like mm-hmm. one in the morning for me. So definitely some that? zero sugar energy drinks is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and now has probably become borderline a little bit of an addiction. We don't need to talk about it. It's fine. Okay, I'm fine. fine. We're here for um, you. I think if I were to have a snack, I'd probably say like a chewy sweet i wouldn't go with anything crunchy it needs to be something small that i won't interfere with me talking at a moment's notice because Mm. players have a habit you know a bit like when uh waiters will wait until you take a mouthful of food to like come over and be like hey is everything okay for you that's Mm. players when they're having a nice little rpc (laughs) you know what i mean You'll be mm-hmm. like, you'll go for the cookie, and then they'll immediately be like, oh, DM, where am I? Oh, do I know that DM? <laughs> Hold on a second. I just took a mouthful of cinnamon. Uh, so you <laughs> specific- what, like, a cinnamon? Pa- like the powder? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I, that's what like, I'm doing. Just, oh, sorry, I'm doing, this, I'm doing the cinnamon challenge right now. Can you give me a second? Can you give yeah, me a second? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm always doing the cinnamon challenge. Yeah. Yeah. I'm usually I doing would, chubby bunny. It. <laughs> My mouth just filled with marshmallows. Just mm-hmm. so, so many marshmallows. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So that's what I'd say. Yeah. And nothing crunchy. Just because I personally have an issue with people eating crunchy things. Just like at a table. Like, oh, in, uh, in general, like eating, in life. Fine. If everyone's eating, fine. But like if you're sat at, at like a thing and someone's just going to town, going to town on something yeah. really loud, it's like. I- I don't know what it is, but you know? I think it's because like part of the start of my like um, actual play journey was watching a lot of Critical Role, and at that time they just had so many snacks and they were just eating whatever, and they were just like crunch, crunch, mm. crunch. I find it super comforting. Oh. I don't know why. Okay, I just think it's really nice when people are having okay. a nice little snack and stuff. That's yeah, that's good. But, I think that's yeah. nice. That's yeah, nice. no, yeah. but but uh, but now but note to self, table and note I'll... to self, don't don't crunch at Jasper's table. Got it. I, um, chew chewing absolutely. I love. I I I'm in, I like the fact that people are feeding themselves. This is great. Mm. It's just like yeah. if I'm sat there trying to de- like DM a scene of you walking through a dungeon and I can just hear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna what be. It's just. Oh, can you just give me a beat? Yeah, can you I'm give me a beat till we're in combat or something. I'll crank the music up. And then you can finish your crisps. <laughs> the room starts shaking because Jasper's turned the music up so high. <laughs> <laughs> Dust is falling from the ceiling. The <laughs> um, oh, okay. I, yeah, I don't mind when people eat. They could do whatever they want. I usually drink, um, as I always drink, Pepsi Max. I just drink Pepsi Max all the mm. time. It's a problem. Mm. Uh, that's my addiction that we don't I, need to talk about. Um, I will admit, I will admit, I do love a whiskey. Mostly, Ooh, only yeah. usually when I'm playing. Uh, I wouldn't, uh, I've had, I have had, I have had a, they, I have a particular group, uh, that I DM for, uh, that are based over in America. And again, that's a 1am slot. And, uh, that I generally find is easier when I've had a glass of whiskey. So I'm like, ah, this is nice. I can it's kind so, of, I'm just, relax. this is just, just chill. This is yeah. chill. And I'm not going to think about the fact that it's 3am mm-hmm. <laughs> right now. <laughs> Sounds disgusting, but okay. fun. Um, yeah. Duck but. with human legs. Um, whom I know? Shout oh, it's out. a name. Doctor oh, it's a legs. name. I thought it was part Asks, of the question. Uh, as dungeon masters, how do you make your villains? What concepts do you draw on? I. This is a good question it's because I think that villains are a particularly tricky uh thing to overcome. My, I'm. Uh, if you don't, if no one minds, I'm going to jump in. Yeah, go for it. Uh, just because I have uh, a brief bit of advice. 
The main thing I would say is that don't be afraid to let your your villain emerge organically if you have time in a campaign. As in, I think that a lot of people uh, have a tendency to like dive straight in and be like, I need to tease the villain right at the beginning. And they need to have this big, overarching, super big plan. And da da da. And I'm like, it's totally chill to have a couple smaller, just bad dudes at the start mm. and get a feel for your players, get a feel for the kind of uh world that they like what their moral compass is because sometimes you can set up a villain and the players be like i kind of i kind of get it and you're like no you mm, weren't yeah. supposed to get it like that's it i kind of get it or i kind of want that sounds great. i kind of want them <laughs> well maybe yeah, so yeah maybe, maybe that is great maybe that is great uh yeah, well yeah exactly they, yeah exactly all that one them. uh so yeah. m- my thing is just uh <clears throat> quite often in a long standing campaign i will allow a villain uh i'll have a few ideas of who it might be in the world but i'll let like the their villain emerge organically my voice is going please say someone else take over <laughs> yep ship uh jeremy <laughs> uh sure so i would say <laughs> it depends on what kind of story i am telling typically i will look for uh villains in historical things uh relating to the genre so if i'm going to do Mm. i'm going to say it say the i'm in uh i want it to be some kind of a vampire i will try and look at something besides dracula or if i'm going to look at dracula i will try and look at a version of dracula that we have not yet seen like i'll look at what abilities and what personality and appearance dracula has in the original story because obviously these things morph or I will look at, in some cases, historical uh, people who were thought to have been vampires uh, from around, usually around Europe, uh, or historical, like, folk versions of vampires from other cultures and different uh, uh, abilities and stuff that they have. Um, in the case of something like uh, Outlaws and Obelisks, uh, some of it was just what would be a scary thing to fight, what's something that I think would be cool and fun, mm-hmm. and then some of it was what, uh, like, who are some real-life uh, uh, who are some real life North African outlaws? Uh, and so I was looking a lot into the Berber pirates or the Biber. Sorry, right, wrong term. Barbary pirates. Uh, Berbers are is an actual name for a group of people. The Amazigh people. Uh, the actual name is Amazigh, but uh, the Barbary pirates. Um who would be like there there were a lot um and that was where the name barbarossa came from which is sort of a pun there was a real dude named uh well who was who was uh referred to as barbarossa uh and actually he had a bunch of siblings and um the reason that i um the reason I have him named Redbeard Barbarossa in our series, which is not, it's not a direct one-to-one at all, uh, but there were elements of inspiration, um, is that Barbarossa is Italian for uh, Redbeard, and his actual nickname in North Africa was, I believe, Baba, um, I think it was Baba Ruch, or Baba Oruch. That was it. His name was Oruch, and his, and his nickname was Baba Oruch, or his title. It was an honorific that he was given, and then people from Italy thought heard Baba Oruch and said, ended up with Barbarossa. And then, uh, so I was like, okay, well, Barbarossa literally means red beard in Italian. So why don't we have this guy be named red beard Barbarossa? Cause most, most English speakers just don't know what Barbarossa means. Uh, and it still sounds <laughs> cool on its own, but yeah, that would be, I, I look up, I research things. Uh, and then, 
Um, I will usually try and look at things from the villain's perspective to try and say like, okay, well, what, Mm -hmm. what does that the villain actually want? Because very rarely Mm. do people actually think of themselves as being bad. Uh, so I will try and say, okay, well, what is something that the villain could want? What is the villain's perspective on this? And what is the perspective perhaps of the villain's followers? That sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, and that's yeah. A, I think that's definitely a key one. If you want to make, if you want to try and make a three dimensional villain for yeah. sure, I think you have to uh, try and humanize them, and you have to try and give them like some genuine motives as opposed to just like bad dude, mm-hmm. you know? Because it's like then it's just, it is just going to be yeah. I mean, they can you can uh, do just evil dark lord. Oh, oh for sure, just yeah, as yeah, evil, yeah, yeah. but for sure. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but even then, I think giving them, like, attaching some, like, genuine motive to them will just make them more interesting, yeah. even if they are straight up evil. Yeah. Like, yeah. at the very least, it will just make them more interesting for the players. And yeah. honestly, might make them do things that you are kind of, like, surprised about. Do you know what I mean? Because you kind of, you'll get to a point and go, well, actually, how mm-hmm. would they respond to that? Because they do have a motive. They do have a, they're not just doing it to kill everyone. They're doing it to, like, I don't know, like resurrect someone or like whatever yeah. it may be you know open the gates of hell or do you know what i mean if you give them sort of a slightly more nuanced mm-hmm. uh want it can it can be a, a good pathway for like for you to surprise yourself as well which mm-hmm. i honestly is my, my favorite thing about dm yeah like, even oh, the poster boy oh, for this sauron has like a personality <laughs> and has like a whole Ooh. history to him it doesn't come up yep. in lord of the rings but if lord of the rings was a D campaign who knows maybe the players decide they want to do a bunch of research into sauron to understand like the history of the whole situation and they want to understand the creation of the ring and the actual political system in middle earth beyond you know like you that, that's something they could Ooh. look into potentially yeah mm-hmm. Maybe if they're set in rings of power time. Who knows? You know what I mean? Mm. Um, yeah, no spoilers. Just, just saying. <laughs> no spoilers for saying. Yeah. Mm. Um, for me, uh, I look at what scares me, uh, and I use that to like uh, propel uh, what I think a scary villain would be. Because I, I want them to kind of shit you up a bit. That's that's what yeah, I kind of think of sure. when mm. I think of a villain. I like you know. Because otherwise, what are they there for? Just to be a pain in the ass? Like you know, like I want them to be a little bit scary. Mm. Um, and I and I yeah. So with in that vein, I kind of tend to look at like because I watch a lot of horror. I kind of like look at like um, you know antagonists there that like quite scare me. Uh, what so one that I'm working on at the moment that. I don't think any of the people who will possibly be playing in that session will be listening to this, so it's it's fine. Um, so Patrick Bateman scares the shit out of me. Uh, <laughs> that's completely valid. Yes. Um, like, it's just, the, but like, I mean, it kind of goes against what you were saying of like, there being kind of like a motivation, there being like a story behind them, because like Patrick Bateman is just a fucking bad man. Mm. Um, so, but like, I think it would be interesting to explore like somebody who is just, just really bad but also Mm. lives like is in a situation where there are like ties both familial and political and stuff like that like where they have power but as opposed to like patrick bateman you know like there are consequences to like what uh they may do kind of thing so i've been like toying with some ideas with that so yeah like looking at stuff that resonates with you i think uh is a is a good shout um also if i'm being simplistic about it well not simplistic but i kind of look at um like 
the seven deadly sins for inspiration mm. quite a lot. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, I, I kind of just to like break things down. I'm like, okay, what is this person's motivation? Are they greedy? Are mm. they like, um, I don't know where sloth would come in, but like, you know, it, 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 it's interesting what you can kind of make out of just like one, like uh, launching point. Um, uh, and yeah, what you can take from that and make it do something pretty cool. Yeah. I, I think that's an excellent point, Liv. Like finding okay. a really simple springboard mm. for yourself, like yes. creatively, just to like bounce yourself in a different direction to where you'd normally start from, mm. I think usually will yield some pretty interesting results and like mm. usually sends me down quite a fun little rabbit hole of like, oh, they could be like this, like this, and like this. And it all will stem from like a quite a simple springboard, I think. Uh, I think yeah. that's, really, I guess that's a really, really lovely point. Um, uh, also, just don't be afraid of the old classic, tr- like tragic backstory. Dean mm. the Castle recently, I hit my players with, yeah, the bad guy went through one of the worst traumas you could possibly imagine. And my whole table was like, stepped on a oh, D4. Oh, man. Well, now what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they stepped on a D4, one of these metal ones. I got given <laughs> a metal D4 at the oh, castle. Yeah. Yo, this thing is a Dress. weapon. Yeah. It is an. No, I'm, I'm serious. Yeah. Yeah. If I step on this, I need to go to hospital to get it removed. Yeah. Yeah. It is so it would pierce your sharp. Foot. It would yeah. pierce your foot straight up. I am so Perfect. scared about dropping this thing on the floor. Like, genuinely. <laughs> it's terrible. even sharper than the, than the really sharp plastic ones that they gave us a while ago. Mm. I think I gave oh, them to yeah. you, Liv, because it was part of the, when you were one of oh. the witches, I gave you guys that set oh. of dice in part because of oh, how yeah. sharp it was. Yeah, but these <laughs> ones are metal. Yes. These are that, they are that sharp yes. and metal. This, That's I am just a knife. terrified of this. It's just, exactly, a knife. it's just a knife. It is just a knife. knife. <laughs> it's just a pointy knife. It's just a very short, uh, fat knife. It's yeah. a short, <laughs> fat knife without a handle. That's what D4s are. Uh, <clears throat> Short fat knives. Okay, uh, <laughs> I, I, I kind of feel like we've covered the next one. Uh, mm. The Brunch Guild asks what's the most intentionally broken character we've ever created. I think we've co- uh, covered mm. that. So uh, I believe that's Justin. Justin, hey, shout out. Love the question. Uh, but hopefully we've already covered it. If you would like to make an addendum to this question, feel free and we'll cover that. But moving on, uh, not, Dr. Quinn asks, looking back at your life, what's the one piece of advice that you would give to your child self? Oh, I, I know this for me. <laughs> yeah, go for it. What do you got? Laugh it off. Just laugh it off, mate. Like, <laughs> just <laughs> like, um, uh, no, but for real. Uh, so, so, <laughs> fucking laugh it off. Um, I am a very sensitive person, and so like, whenever um, like I would do anything embarrassing, which was like you know the root of my social anxiety, uh, it, <laughs> like I would be like, uh, and I would just like be you really take upset it about hard. it. Yeah, I would. Right. So it's just like, yeah, yeah, mate. Just, 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 just laugh it off. Because that's it, all you all you can do sometimes. Mm. Um, in I don't know if this is just general advice or if it's just like uh, yeah. in terms of like where we yeah, are think, in our I lives. Think, yeah, I think this is this is just yeah looking back at your future, your past self and what would you? I I actually mm. thinking about it and hearing you say that I don't know if mine wouldn't be that dissimilar because mm. I think it was just it like it is in a, from a slightly different angle, but it's event, essentially the same thing, which is just like realize that the stakes that you feel like the world has for mm. you right now it, it they, they aren't that they aren't as big as as it feels yeah. um so not trying to invalidate past me's feelings but just like <laughs> put listen. them in perspective <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah 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 trust me in a couple years gonna you're going to have to pay bills so just yeah. like whilst i appreciate how tough this is for you right now take it you know what i mean take a breath and go and play your playstation 
Because honestly, what I would give to have time to just go play my PlayStation right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, so like legit, like, you know what I mean? I think that's kind of what I would say is like, yeah, I think I, I'm much the same as you live. Just, just chill, chill. It's, it's cool, chill man. Out. I would it's cool. also just be like, you have ADHD, please go get diagnosed. <laughs> <laughs> go get yourself some help. Please, for the love of God. <laughs> I'm actually yeah. curious what, well, as a side note, because th- th- I think this is very interesting. Um, uh, for anyone who is looking, who's in the UK and looking into a, diagno- uh, a diagnosis like that, live if mm. you feel comfortable, would you be willing to go into a yeah. little bit, of, a few details as to the actual process that you went through? Because I know a lot of people are getting diagnosed yes. with various neurodivergences at a higher mm-hmm. rate these days. And I know yeah. that the process for applying for <laughs> these can be very stressful and difficult uh, in some oh, yeah. cases for some people. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I so I spoke to my uh, my GP about um, what I thought was happening because I like was like I recognize a lot of these symptoms in myself, and I think this is probably a thing to look into. Um, and so uh, my GP had me like fill out like a questionnaire about like symptoms and stuff, um, and then when it was like cool, I'm gonna refer you. Uh, I was put on the waiting list. Now, this waiting list <laughs> for mm. the NHS in the UK can be a long, long time. Mm-hmm. I've heard of people waiting seven years. I've uh, heard less uh, sometimes, but um, but yeah, like it's it's just not going to happen anytime soon. Um, so there's also like a thing called right to choose, which I'm I'm not entirely familiar with, but I believe this kind of like you have the right to like ask for a diagnosis mm. or something i i would look into that uh, a bit better oh, oh biscuit <laughs> was he just in there the whole Bro. time oh yeah no he's been I've in the jumper the, the whole time, time. biscuit has a beard and glasses <laughs> oh biscuit's biscuit's biscuit right okay <laughs> oh my god uh, oh he's strange. gone back in okay. all right okay he's just it- knocked off the the, so if you hear any plosives, I apologize because he's just knocked up my. The, 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 my favorite part of that was seeing the the little the end of the mic just go absolutely flying, yeah, uh, yeah. and not just, knowing just what was happening. It it, yeah, it's like uh, a frame out, those... knocked that off, looked around for a moment, and went back, and then went back in. Yeah, no, that's yeah. a classic. That's a classic biscuit bullshit move. Um, <laughs> yeah, classic. He's classic off. He's off to BS. run around and. And cool, Liv, cool some habits, I actually had so. a question about the the uh, one process. Uh, one question about the process. Um, yeah. Did does the NHS prioritize mm-hmm. people who would need actual medical care? Because I know that, like mm-hmm. with neurodivergencies, there it's the, there's a possibility of receiving a diagnosis, but you don't necessarily need government support. Uh, okay. like mm-hmm. in some cases, if it's quote unquote mild, which mm. is not really a great word yeah. to use, uh, but I believe is often the word that is used in the situations. Mm. Uh, some people like for ADHD, for example, I'm sure there are people mm. who require medication and I'm sure there's others who, for whom medication is less necessary. Uh, does yes. the NHS distinguish between those cases when referring people? I'm not sure when it comes to referring uh, people, but when I got diagnosed, which um, I'll go into how I how I did that in a minute, um, my doctor said that a lot of people have symptoms, um, but they uh, they diagnose people who need to be diagnosed. So for mm. so like if you have symptoms that are like affecting your day to day life and, and like uh, hindering you, then that's when they'll be like, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. we need to to do something about it um 
But yes, I uh, had to go privately to get diagnosed. It is expensive. So mm. <laughs> like, it, you know, it, it's worth it if like you're like, I need I need help, which, you know, a lot of people are. Um, but um, but yeah, there was like um, uh, a time in which I had to wait for a consultation. I've had my consultation. I've gotten diagnosed. Now I'm waiting on some like medical stuff in order to like be like, OK, can I go on medication? Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. But um, mm. but yeah, so that was basically the process. I'm it's still not complete because I'm still waiting on um, getting my medication. But yeah, it's much, much faster than waiting for the NHS. But obviously the NHS have a lot on their plate. So mm-hmm. I get it. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, mm-hmm. and that was it. That was pre- pretty much how, yeah. it, how it happened for me. And I really hope that if anyone is waiting on a diagnosis, you can get it as soon as possible. Yeah. I, I'm sorry for about sure. the wait. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I also just uh, pro- props like I, I again, I know it's sort of expensive and it's never particularly comfortable paying mm-hmm. for things like that. But just like props for doing it, because I genuinely think that like mm. it's like a, you know, really like investing in yourself and, you know, doing yeah. something for you that you're like, actually, this is going to improve my day to day life. For sure. And <laughs> so often people just don't prioritize that stuff. Like, I know I'm guilty of it where I'm like, oh, there's things that I really want to do and invest like, do you know, what I mean, invest in me that would make my life on a day to day basis like that much easier or whatever. And you kind of mm. put it off because you're like, oh, but, you know, it doesn't feel like something. Yeah, there's other things that yeah. I should do. We need to fix this or that's broken or you know what i mean so yeah but also so. my my brain is broken but also so. yeah exactly you know? also my brain also my brain mm, yeah yeah um, like um it was something that i was like yeah and this is this is worth it but yeah you... like my doctor eventually said it was like yeah there are bits of my life that you know need improvement. Mm. So, so was was yeah. the main motivation for you the like the hoping of actually receiving medical support uh or was it more mm. like so that i know for myself both honestly mm-hmm. like yeah like instantly like both, the yeah, validation be very like, important, oh. I imagine. yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah for sure like the validation just being able to be like okay i know that i have this now and like even being able to go to like my job and being like i have this formally diagnosed now mm-hmm. so you know that's a th- uh, that was really helpful um but also yeah the medical intervention uh is is very handy and also the fact that both me and my partner i'm hoping that they will not mind me mentioning this i'm sure they will not um have adhd so we've both been diagnosed so it's like oh no both of us okay we need to do something a frowning we need chloe to keep this just appears running. in the background like face shaking <laughs> <the bridge. laughs> Glowing now. <laughs> Glowing now. She comes out of the jumper as well, <laughs> along with Biscuit. Yeah. <laughs> she was here the whole time. Uh, um, I did want to throw out, actually, if w- one example of what you're talking about, it. I don't know if, uh, well, I don't think, I, I know Jasper hasn't. Uh, I don't know if you have lived. Have you seen the show uh, Crazy Ex Girlfriend? I have. Yeah, the my diagnosis song. I remember. <laughs> yes, I think about the old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you haven't seen, if y'all haven't seen go, Crazy Ex Girlfriend, go watch Crazy Ex Girlfriend. But also, the song it's "My really Diagnosis" good. gets to the heart of what Liv is talking about in terms of the euphoria that people mm. will often get uh, after receiving a diagnosis that makes sense mm-hmm. of a great deal of their life. Yeah, for mm. sure. It's like, oh, so this is why I do these things. This is why I am the way I am. This is lovely to know. Um, yeah, no, it's it, and it's. I, I've also had a lot of people around me who have had it, but have maybe had it a bit more severely. So I've been like, oh, it's not for me. I'm I'm fine. I'm okay. I can, mm, I can cope. Yeah, it's easy to downplay your own situation yeah. because you're comparing to others. Or, mm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. but it's like, but like, even you know when. Um, 
making i guess i've been masking less so masking is when like um you kind of um how to describe mask well it is what it sounds like you are putting on a front so mm. that you don't come across as neurodivergent or show off your symptoms and stuff mm. like that um so i've been masking less since i've been like okay i have this thing um and i know what you know what the symptoms are um so like i'm you, you can both attest to this i'm terrible at getting back to people mm. <laughs> i'm terrible at messaging hey, i've um, met people that are worse live i honestly you true. genuinely yeah. are like a dream <laughs> compared to some people so yeah, legitimately so yeah. I, I try yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i try i try um but... <laughs> just looking at jasper's what are you face just about? now uh anyway <laughs> oh, um but like it's like you know for stuff like uh, like I want to, you know, be. I want to do more with three bh and do. Are you okay, Jeremy? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I, yeah. um, okay, I'm going to share a story to wrap us up. From okay, this, but, but please carry on. <laughs> I'm experiencing uh, paradoxical laughter. Uh, <laughs> I want meds so that I can do more of the cool stuff I want to do. That's pretty much it. And with you guys, with Dicebreaker, you know, everyone. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like yeah. it's like it genuinely is an investment, right? Like. I've I've bought yeah. things and I I will frequently buy stuff myself where I'm like I will make this money back in the mm. time that I'm not spending stressed about this. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So like buying myself like a computer software that will help me organize my life will save me money in the long run because I won't lose out on jobs etc because I'll be more organized. Yeah. Like it's like that but it's just for your brain rather than for a Investing computer. in yourself. In Buying your brain software rather than your computer software. Ooh, That's yes, what you got to think I would about. love some organizational software. Some brain software. I, mm -hmm. th sorry, that the moment that I just had with Jeremy I, reminded me of uh, me and Jeremy recently at the castle, which I think is a fun little anecdote to potentially like wrap this thing up, which yeah. is that I've realized that J Jeremy and I, I, who, I can't remember, you might be able to remi remind me who we were talking to, but I feel like... I it might have been Zach, actually, uh, amazing producer from Oxventure. My, mm -hmm. my, maybe it was oh, Zach. Zach's lovely. Who was like, basically said to the two of us while we were like there howling with laughter at something, like, oh, you guys are like this the whole time. I thought this was just on the show. <laughs> that made me laugh, first of all. But that was then affirmed later in the evening when we were in the hall. There was like a ceremony thing that happens on the first day. And mm. honestly, me and Jeremy are like the naughty kids at the back of class because the second one of us goes, the other one is broken. And it, it came to a head when Jeremy, Jeremy, decide, Jeremy decided you do? Jeremy decided you do? To, to whoop in support of something and no one else, everyone abandoned him immediately. No. And it was a room full of people and they went... Like they read something like da da da, da and Jerry was like, "Woo, yeah!" <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, and no. no, and no one, no one helped him. No one clapped. This no, was immediately after, immediately. by the way, Jasper had said, "Hey guys, help me out. I'm trying to pump up the excitement of this. <laughs> yes, help me I out." Did. And I was like, "All right, man, I got you." I was like clapping. I was like doing a little like boo, like a little clap I, or whatever. I was like, "No, nah, we got to step up." <laughs> Step it up. <laughs> Jeremy just went in so hard and no one Good else. You, Jeremy. It was literally no something like else. a whoa, yeah. <laughs> it was literally like that and i cannot express the silence that followed it because i'm pretty oh sure God. it even off put the person reading like they took a beat oh no. to like reset afterwards and honestly i was 
broken. And everyone was like turning around looking at us because we were there, veins bulging in our head, trying to stop ourselves from just openly laughing. And it was just like, oh, oh man. It it's, but it, it happened the whole way through the event, though. The, mm. Whenever I caught Jeremy's eye, it was just like, ah, oh, mm. now I'm being a little shitbird and I'm laughing endlessly. <laughs> And I need to pull myself together because I'm supposed to be professional at this event in some oh. capacity, whatever that looks like. Mm-hmm. So, Completely yeah. Understand. Uh, Completely understand. If, if you ever get me and Jeremy in the, in the same room together, m- likelihood is that we will be laughing like children at something very dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. that's that, There's that. Brought to you uh, by... Da-da-da-da. That you were bling bang. you were giggling at, at the start of the of the recording session. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Bling bang. Oh my word. Absolutely ridiculous. If you can feed him. No, okay, we're not going there. Anyway. <laughs> um uh, Jeremy Cobb, master of laughs. Uh, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at Jeremy Cobb one on Twitter and Hive. I'm I may stop plugging the Hive, honestly, because it, it Maybe it's I've it yeah. feels as though the rate at which the Facebook ship has 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 continued to go down has slowed to a glacial. Or, the, or you yeah, are talking about uh, Facebook? Uh, I did say you said Facebook. Facebook. I said yeah. Twitter. I meant yeah. Twitter. You meant Twitter. Okay. You didn't say yeah. Twitter. You meant Twitter. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> My brain went Twitter. Uh, yeah, your brain. I'm went sorry, Twitter. everyone. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's okay. It's okay. Well, uh, well Jeremy left the call actually, so I, I yeah, Jeremy's gone. Now. Very upset. Uh, wow. I came back uh, just to yeah, let yeah, you yeah. all know that uh, mm-hmm. I wanted to apologize to Mark Zuckerberg and to Elon Musk. Ooh, no, scratch that. No, no, no need. Needs to do that. Definitely no need. No, Where are I, you on Instagram? To, to Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk. Yeah, no, absolutely no. not. I refuse. I refuse Boom. to let that happen on this show. There's no, there's just no need. There's just no need. Oh, Those two dear. men will be fine without your apology. We don't yeah. need to oh, do yeah. that here. Well, I don't know either of <laughs> like, them will be fine to be with or without well, my fine. apology. I don't know they that will, either of them has been fine They will continue to be as time. they are. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They will continue to be as they are. Um, but yes, uh, uh, I uh, Twitter is kind of just still going. So follow me on Twitter, and yeah. then. Hive exists. We'll see what happens there. Uh, but I'm also on Instagram at the Cobmeister. It's revealed. Yeah, it's revealed. that's it. The yeah, that's the Cobmeister. Go follow yeah, me there. Actually, it. you know, I recently recorded a thing with Connie, and when I said my Instagram, they were like, oh, "You're Ooh. saying it now?" Oh <laughs> and I was God. like, "Yeah." And you were like, "Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. right. I'm saying it mm-hmm. now." Uh, yeah. Love it. Live. I can find you on the Hello. Internet. I uh, am at Does Dark Magic on Twitter. I am also Olivia Does Dark Magic on most other things, including uh, Instagram and, and Twitch. I'm on Twitch, gang. I'm trying to get more into streaming, um, but I'm also trying to put, get more videos up on my YouTube channel, which is Olivia Does Dark Magic. So, you know, we'll do our best. But also other YouTube channels you can go to are the Three Black Halflings YouTube channel, <gasps> where there, there are go things there. that we're going to be posting, yeah. and it's going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, and also, if you want more tabletopy stuff, I'm over on youtube.com forward slash dicebreaker as well. Thank you. Yeah. I have to jump back in because I realized I did not plug the Quantum Reactor. Please go check out the Quantum Reactor. Yes, we just released an episode. It's a follow-up to our uh, original episode on Everything Everywhere All at Once, where we delve into some Ooh. of the themes, the, some of the deeper themes, uh, along with, speaking of recording things with Connie, uh, guest Connie Chong who joined us for episode uh it's the the quantum reactor is a sci-fi movie review podcast starring me and friend of the show andrew coons uh, from 
from the first watch. And uh, yeah, we're, we're currently publishing bi-monthly, uh, but we have, we've done episodes on Moon, Everything Everywhere All at Once, um, The Terminator, uh, uh, Sunshine, a, whole, a wide array. We got ep- upcoming episodes on stuff like AI, Artificial Intelligence. Uh, we got one on oh. the, fi- the Fifth Element uh, that we recently recorded. We got a lot of stuff in the chamber. AI broke me. I oh, like, it's so sad. It broke yo broke me. That movie <laughs> is not. Mm, it's too uh, much. Yeah. It's better I than would. I think. It's better I, than the reception it got, and like the the, the yeah, regard yeah, that it has. Fair, I think fair. it's actually really. There's a lot that works really really well about that movie. Yeah, that's fair. Well, stop yeah. stop giving people the good stuff here. Go mm. listen to the Quantum Reactor Show. Yeah, um, yeah. and follow and... us on Twitter at Q Reactor Show. Boom. Do it. Follows do, 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 do. on the Twitters. Uh, hi, I'm Jess William Cartwright. You can follow me at JW underscore Cartwright. Uh, I am also a part of a semi-permanent guest on Games and Feelings. Um, and I've just, we, I'm I'm starting to snag some guests for Games and Feelings now, nice. uh, which is exciting. Uh, we have Draconics coming up on an upcoming episode, uh, which I'm super excited about. Uh, to get to talk to Drac again uh, on that. I'm also doing the Performance Capture podcast. We've had some great guests. Uh, we've just released an episode with Erica Ishii. Uh, we also yeah. did an episode with Todd Stashwick, who's in the new uh, Picard uh, uh, series, uh, season three of Picard. Uh, we've got some amazing guests coming up as well this season, so please go and check that out if you're at all interested in how uh, video games get made. Um, then you can follow the show at three Black Halflings. That's the number three Black Halflings. Uh, follow us on all of our social medias. Check out our Patreon if you are on our Patreon. You will now have access to, wait for it, <gasps> drumroll please, all seven episodes of Big Trouble in Little Manoos. <gasps> oh! uh, the entire dang series will be available for you to listen to on Patreon. So if you're sat here listening to this when it comes out and you're like, but I've only got one episode to listen to. Hop on over to patreon.com forward slash TB Halflings and you can get the other six episodes. Uh, so please go and check that out. Biscuit agrees. I, I can tell. Don't worry the, about that. <laughs> I, I, well, I'm not, no, I was just, I was thrilled that Biscuit is excited for Big Trouble Lil Manu's mm. uh, to drop. No, no, he is. And uh, yeah, uh, very, 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 very excited about that. That is all for now. Oh, the last thing is, if you want to hear some more questions, you can do over on our Patreon. Uh, We're going to be dropping a little bonus questions episode uh, with some of the questions that have been posed to us by our patrons today. That's right. Fresh questions. Not ones from July. Uh, Don't look behind the screen. Ignore the man pulling the levers. Um, Watch The Wizard of Oz. uh, That was it. The next question is from uh, August. We've already... (laughs) We're getting there. We're getting, We're there. getting there, man. We're it's getting fine. there. We're getting there. Uh, so that's about all for this week. Uh, we will talk to you very soon. So long, Shire folk. So long, Shire folk. So long, Shire folk. That was a HeadGum Podcast.